Welcome to the CS Just a Podcast, folks. Here I am enjoying the shade. And it's great because it's a fantastic day. Only uh, serious uh, class uh, clouds are in the sky today. And, uh, and yes, I remember all the way from third grade in elementary school, the different classifications of clouds. And I have no idea how that is remotely helpful for me as a human being in my life, but whatever. Just goes to show how worthless public school actually is. Anyway. That being said, uh, today's question, today's question is, uh, how can an SI trickster remember to grow? And that's, that's a very odd question. And given the person that asked this question, I know that they're asking it from the perspective of an ENFJ, but it also, uh, it also applies directly to an ENTJ because they both have SI trickster. The thing is, though, is that an ENTJ is actually able to deal with this uh, issue a lot better than an ENFJ. The reason why is because they have expert thinking, um, expert thinking uh, hero, combined with the fact that they have the greed uh, deadly sin as well. And having both these factors actually allows them to grow a lot faster than an ENFJ. It's, 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 it's true. Although, you know, most people think that's kind of weird because the ENFJ is part of, you know, the mind temple. And if you're part of the mind temple, you value education and learning and teaching. Does that mean that you're you're on the path to growing better than that greedy ENTJ person over there? The answer is no, not actually. Because ENTJ TE Hero is all about achievement. So they're constantly in a state of growing and achieving more and more and more and more and more constantly. And also they recognize that their achievements are also inhibited by the lack of, you know, memory tools and totem uh, totems or uh, memory totems or totem making skills within their life. So they end up adopting tools like Evernote or MindNote or Mind Maps or Microsoft Office 365 to help them get their mind in paper so that they don't forget about anything and they can keep on achieving. ENFJs, however, because they're these insane people pleasers, always trying to teach somebody and then covering up what they don't know with pride and then sharing everything they do know with other people while being at risk of not listening to other people, which can be a huge issue as well, that, uh, that ends up causing some serious problems for them. Problems where they're not actually able to move forward in their life because they're spending so much time taking care of other people that they end up not being able to take care of themselves and they end up selling themselves short. This is ultimately why oftentimes you see ENFJs, and this is an opinion of mine, but I believe that ENFJs statistically out of all the 16 types are the most likely to be obese uh, with the exception of INTPs. And oh my gosh, when that pedagogue relationship is together, oh, the enablement is so bad that it just leads to morbid obesity. It's just, it's just terrible. But again, it really comes from the fact that ENFJs spend so much time taking care of everybody else and being people pleasers that they don't really take care of themselves. This is why, like, you know, the NFPs that are, or even the SCJs that are in the uh, ENFJ's life, they really need to be, like, you know, good people with their introverted feeling and be sympathetic towards the ENFJ and just see how easy it is for them to take advantage of the ENFJ and their helping and their people pleasing and actually just like not allow 
not allow the ENFJ to people please and actually like refuse the ENFJ's help so the ENFJ is forced to actually focus on themselves at once. That's kind of funny. <laughs> the, uh, the phone dropped, but who cares? We can keep filming anyway. I guess that's what I get for using a tripod that on the downhill part, it didn't have like one of the legs sticking out. So it is what it is. But anyway, like it, it's really important to realize like it, they don't really spend as much time, you know, utilizing memory tools and it can actually take an ENFJ so much longer to develop the healthy habit of memory tools to remember things or even develop healthy habits of taking care of themselves because they worry about their self-worth constantly. They're worrying about whether or not they're worthy as people. And that could be a huge problem. So it, it's really up to the FI users in their life, and especially if they're FI, SI users, philosopher types in the ENFJ's life to constantly remind them to take care of themselves. And this is, and what you got to do, uh, philosopher types, this is STJs and NFPs. If you want to learn more about philosophers, watch, uh, you can learn more about them in the season 17 playlist on this YouTube channel and on the podcast. But what you guys got to do is stop asking the ENFJ for favors and become more independent yourself. Go out of your way to be independent yourself because you're at risk of taking advantage of the ENFJ and you're inhibiting their ability to take care of themselves. They have to mirror you. They have to see what you're doing. They have to see that you value them yourself so that they can value themselves, okay? That's how it works. So if you are morally taking responsibility and taking care of yourself and not being comfortable in your own filth, like I constantly see with the ENFJ golden pair INFPs to the point where I'm literally puking because of all the dog crap everywhere in their house. It's just absolutely disgusting. Ugh. Uh, but like, I mean, I've had that experience a lot with INFP elderly as well. It's just, or like, not entirely elderly, like even if they're like just hit retirement age and they're just so comfortable in their own filth and they're just like, oh my God, please stop. I thought like, you know, you'd have figured this out after 60 years, but apparently you didn't. You know, like it's just, it's just entirely ridiculous. That sloth deadly sin is just, well, it's rough. It's like insanely rough. So yeah, like, please be aware of that. Like you as philosophers need to be going out of your way to make sure that you're not burdening the ENFJ with doing favors for you all the time, because the more favors they do for you, the less favors they do for themselves. And then as a result of that, their SI trickster consumes them. They never take care of themselves. They end up becoming obese or they die of a heart attack or they end up getting cancer. And it's just, it's just horrible all because they weren't taking care of themselves because they're too busy people pleasing and uh, uh, doing favors for other people, oftentimes because they feel pressure to do so by the philosopher types in their life. So yeah, philosophers, it's kind of your fault. You're contributing to the problem. But guess what, ENFJs? It's also your fault too because you're incapable of saying no and you don't have the healthy habits of taking care of yourselves. So you probably should. I think this is one of the reasons why, you know, based on the sexual relationships that I've had uh, in my life that like ENFJs, like, I really, really struggle actually being attracted to them because I constantly see them in this situation where they're not taking care of themselves. Now, granted, you know, as an ENTP, especially an INTJ focused ENTP, like I have the advantage of being insanely independent, even to the point where it like bothered, it's always bothered women in my life for how independent I am because like, like especially like INFJs, for example, or ESTPs, um, 
actually just Templars in general, like when I'm in a sexual relationship with Templar women, they get really frustrated because they all suffer from this Templar bullshit of, you know, needing to be needed, especially like INFJs and ESTPs with their lust deadly sin. They have that whole needing to be needed complex and it's really bad with them. It's not as bad with the ENFJs and ISTPs, but it's really bad with them. So like if they see me constantly taking care of myself, they end up feeling like they end up feeling worse about themselves because it's like, oh, I can't contribute to you because they want me to stick around. And they're afraid that the more independent that I am, the less I'm going to stick around because I don't need them. And it's and if you think about it, it's kind of controlling. They're trying to get me dependent upon them so that I stick around instead of actually praising me for being able to take care of myself and then mirroring me taking care of myself so that they they decide to take care of themselves as well. It's one of the most frustrating things that I just absolutely loathe about Templar types, especially Templar women. It's really frustrating. It's all about getting them dependent. And of course, you know, that's how ENFJ males work with INFP females because they try to get the INFP female dependent on them so that the INFP, INFP female will not be treacherous towards them. Well, too bad that doesn't work because my ENFJ father-in-law figured that out with his first wife who was an INFP and uh, she cheated on him all the time. It was very treacherous towards him all the time because he went out of his way to make her dependent upon him in the same way that his mother attempted to do with his ENTP father. She, he had an INTJ mother with an ENTP father and that kind of blew up in his face and blew up in their faces as well. You know, it, it's just it's just entirely ridiculous. But the point is, make sure that like, you're not asking the ENFJ for too many favors and make sure that they understand the principles behind the book, like uh, when helping hurts or the principles behind the book boundaries, the boundary attached or codependent no more because they're spending all of their time and their life on other people, not spending on themselves. And they need to learn the healthy habit of spending themselves to the point where people in their life need to force the ENFJ or at least reject the ENFJ when the ENFJ is helping them too much. Like, I remember being in a relationship with Kim. She was an ENFJ. And she would get to the point where she was so dependent on me and she's so resentful of my independence that I got to a point where, like, to punish her, I would literally just do the dishes. Or I would literally do all her chores for her to force her to actually take care of herself. Because, you know, when she went to take care of herself, I mean, her belly got super big. It got, it was disgusting. It was, it was pretty ugly. But let's be honest. She, she literally looked like she was four months pregnant every single day, even though she actually wasn't. And she wouldn't spend any time taking care of herself or taking care of her body. She was just so focused on me. And I would get frustrated with her. It's like, look, I'm a man. I'm capable. I can handle it, these things myself. You need to develop healthy habits and actually take care of yourself and make yourself a priority too. I get the FI nemesis, but if you don't make yourself a priority, well, guess what's gonna happen? Your TE demon's gonna eat you alive. And then you're gonna end up becoming a burden and then you're gonna try to eat me alive too. And I'm like, not interested in that. Which quite frankly is actually the main reason I ended up breaking up with her. I'm just like, hey, you know, you can't be in my life. We were living together. I actually kicked her out of my home, made her get her own home. And then things just kept on going downhill from there because it just made her worse. She just kept on trying to people please more because she was so concerned with trying to make me dependent on her so that I would stick around that she ended up actually pushing me away. And that is a huge problem for ENFJs. They, they, and it's especially worse for INFJs and ESTPs. 
finding ESTPs and INFJs who don't do that needing to be needed crap is like, they're, they're, they're treasure. They're mega rare. Keep them, like have them in your life because they're amazing people, the ones that are able to do that, to like do that for sure. But like, come on guys, like just understand, you know, that's that's a huge problem. And so so the answer to the question is, is like, you know, how, why do uh, or how do ENFJs, you know, grow when their SI trickster is in the way? Well, literally the answer is avoid people pleasing. Seriously, avoid people pleasing. They need to actually have time to please themselves and take care of themselves and develop those healthy habits. Write them down, do the research, actually spend the time thinking. But here's the thing, the people in the ENFJ's life, they can't be asking for favors all the time and then taking up all of the ENFJ's time, attention, and resources because the ENFJ will never grow themselves. They're still an FE hero. You might wanna pay attention to that, folks. It really sucks for them when they have people in their life that do that, they're literally sucking them dry. And they're happy to allow themselves to be sucked dry because they're all super mega codependent. But then all of a sudden you're unhappy with them because all of a sudden one day you wake up next to a beached whale of a person, man or woman, it doesn't matter because they're not taking care of themselves. And I'm just using obesity as one particular example. There's tons of other examples with the ENFJs. It's just the one that's so viscerally disgusting that I have to talk about it. So anyway. That is definitely the answer to that question. Again, if you want your questions answered, csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman, then upgrade to Acolyte. And then one question every month ends up on the YouTube channel and or the podcast. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening. And I'll see you guys next time.